Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727 Seven five zero one ninety ninety. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. James Darren's crazy about cars and Pamela Tiffin. Pamela Tiffin's crazy about James Darren in and out of cars. Doug McClure's crazy about Joni Summers. And Joni Summers crazy about Bobby Darren's new song hits. They get you where the fun and action are every time they grab a wheel or a girl. Any, I'll count to five and I'll break down this door, do you hear me? Go back to your turbans and, and marry them for all I care. I'm glad you showed you true colors before we were married. I'm grateful to you. Really, I am. And don't you come running after me or I will call the police. Well, I'm sorry, sir. The Lively Set takes you where the real action is in romance, in racing. See Cragsters race at three miles a minute. See the jet-propelled J-47. See the Bonneville World Speed Record Run. See the world's first turbine car, the car of tomorrow and the youth of today, in the famous Tri-State Endurance Race. A scream first. See international speed kings in action. Mickey Thompson, Duane Carter, Billy Krause, James Nelson, and Ron Miller. This is the lively set. Will you please not disturb us? Hello? If my daughter weren't here, I'd tell you exactly what I think of you. Mr. Manning, will you get off this phone and put Edie on? You lower your voice or I'll punch you in the nose. That's right. I'd like to win that race myself. I could use $20,000. What are you going to enter with? A wheelbarrow? And sell me the streamliner and the chassis from the stocker. I'd rather sell that stuff for junk first. Youth challenges the future down a thousand tire screaming miles of danger. Hey, Las Vegas, here we are! <laughs> you live it up. You laugh it up. You love it up. And now. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Button up my sleeve. Crystal! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. This is McKeel Haggerty, and you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. So get out there and keep driving all those cool cars. Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you miss any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our website page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, where we archive all our past shows, 500 and a whole bunch more. Now, time flies... And as of May 13th, 2010, 
And it is May 18th, 2021. We've been on the air 11 years. And next week, we're going to celebrate our anniversary show. And it has come to my attention because since I am aging with Alzheimer's and dementia and whatever else I got going on, uh, I forgot about it. But that wouldn't be the first thing because I forgot holidays and uh, including a time or two, I forgot the most important thing in my wife's life, (laughs) our anniversary. (laughs) That's bad. That is really bad, guys. Don't ever let that happen because frying pans hurt. Damn. Anyway. I didn't think you should be laughing about that. I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the pain. (laughs) Uh, My precious little bride of 39 years, 38 years, 38 years. Anyway, uh, hey, how you doing tonight, Tommy? Hey, I'm great, Robert. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, and anyway, we got uh, still have, have an exciting show for you this evening. Uh, Amelia Island is this weekend. Actually, it starts Thursday. And this is probably the one car event that everybody needs to go. Now, speaking of car events, this past weekend, uh, my buddy and I, IG, decided to uh, wander off, and we went to a, the uh, Florida, uh, Florida Vintage Florida Truck Club of Florida, Vintage, Florida, Vintage Truck Club of Florida. They had a, car, uh, a little get-together with some vintage trucks over in uh, Sumter County, and we went to that for a while. That was in the afternoon, and then we uh, hightailed it up to the villages. Now, you know, the villages is a two-hour hike from here or more. Because it's just uh, it's Lake Mary, which is north of uh, Leesburg, and but the thing is, is it's a really cool car show because they really do it right. They got a, it's a town square, um, plenty of places to eat and shop, and you keep everybody busy, you know. And uh, plus some really cool cars, and they got a town square where they actually play live music and people can actually dance. And it's just kind of reminiscent of you know the things we did in the fifties and sixties. It was just like going back in time. Now say what you want about the villages and stuff, but those guys really got it together. And the villages is expanding. I mean, it started out in, I guess you would say Lake County. Now it's up in Marion County, and it's going down into uh, Sumster County. Um, but this car show they have is every third Saturday of the month, and it was a, it's a lot of fun. And I've been going there on and off for about four or five years. And uh, in fact, a number of years ago, Corky Coker. And teamed up with uh, the guys over there at uh, National Parks Depot, Rick Schmidt and them, and they did a. It was the uh, ending part of the leg of the Great Race, which Corky Coker of Coker Tire and Honest Charlie's um, puts on every year. So that was that was a lot of fun. So I went to that and I thought, wow, this is really kind of cool. So we've been going on and off, and lately I've been going quite a bit. And I really enjoy it, you know, because it's just a kind of a casual, relaxing uh, deal. And I, you know, every time I go there, I meet somebody new and different. I mean, this time I met a guy that had a 1948 Buick uh, convertible, Roadmaster convertible, and uh, he asked me what I thought. And I said 132, 132, 132. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if you remember Rainmaster or Rain Man uh, with uh, with Dustin Hoffman, because uh, Tom Cruise drove a 49. Um, Buick Roadmaster, and then with the four little holes in the side of the, the portholes in the side of the fender. But they got a kick out of that. I thought it was funny. And they were a real nice couple. It was uh, Mike and Nancy, so a big shout out to them. And they will be at Amelia Island this weekend, and they're going to drive their 71 Buick Boattail, guy likes Buicks, Boattail uh, Coupe up there, which is also kind of a cool car. And uh, he had a Grand National, and he had a GNX, no less, and a couple other early um, Buicks. He had a 59 Invicta convertible, and he had a 41. Buick Phaeton. But anyway, it was a pretty cool car show. All right, so today, what did I do today? Well, you know, as I was wandering around town, I had to do look at a couple of cars. I'm doing an appraisal on a 1995 Chevrolet Impala SS. Kind of a cool car. Uh, I thought that was neat. Um, they came in three colors. Originally, I think it came in black, and then later they came in kind of like a green and a burgundy in 95 and 96. They only made it for three years. Uh, most of them were color shifts. And a console, occasionally they had one with the floor shifter in it. And that might have been one year only. Maybe it was late at 95, 96, somewhere around there. But this car had 22,000 miles on it. Really, really nice car. And uh, I drove it around the block, and it was uh, a real pleasure to drive. It was like floating, you know. And uh, it was really neat. You know, kind of like a lot of the big cars out of the 60s, you know, big sedans or big limos or sedans, when I say that, big Lincolns and Cadillacs and stuff. Those cars just to just glide down the road. And then I went and looked at a, uh, doing diminished value on a 2018 Jag F-Type supercharged all-wheel drive with all the goodies on it. And um, 
Interesting piece, too. Just a little scratch and a bumper. But, you know, it's like it got nailed in the quarter panel. And, you know, a lot of these new cars now, you've got to – it's very, very costly to fix these. And the dealerships – and big shout-out to our friends over there at Dimmit uh, Auto Body in uh, Oldsmar. They – you know, you can't just pull the den out like in the old days because the quarter panel th- – these cars are laminated together, you know, and they got different steels. They got steel. They got aluminum. They got high tensile. They got high carbon. They got this. They got that. I can't keep up with all of it, but I do pester the guys in the shop so I can learn a little bit about it. It's not like the old days where it was all metal and, you know, maybe a piece of piece of aluminum here and there and some trim. Um, but, you know, cars weren't all unibody like they are today. So when a car gets whacked in the side and then they're – because they're laminated together, if it pulls apart, you know, you've got to be certified to repair Jaguar, to repair a Porsche, to repair a Mercedes, to repair a Ferrari or anything like that, any other exotic car. And you, you, it costs a lot of money to do that. I mean, shop rates, you know, they have two different scales. They have, you know, a regular run-of-the-mill car. They have what they call exotic and non-exotic. And a lot of dealerships that have and, and, and high-end body shops are like that, you know. So if you got a, you know, a Ford, it's, let's just say, 100 bucks an hour to fix it. And if it's, a, you know, a Porsche, it's 200 bucks to fix it. An hour, but there's you know the skill level of the guy that's fixing the Porsche versus the guy that's just doing. Not to say that he's not capable, it's just that he's trained to fix those cars. So you got to cut the whole side of the car, and you have to get another piece because in order for the car to be put back to spec, so it's acceptable by the manufacturer, um, and they have to have all the details and all the information on it. Not to mention there's a Carfax on it. Um, you know, it's it's got to be a, a factory panel and preferably not a used part it's got to be an an oem part and that's the whole side of the car inside and outside you know the outer shell skin you know fender quarter whatever you want to call it and the inner structure of the car is it's all one piece and it's all laminated together and that's just that is the structural integrity of the vehicle so there's an art to that because you got to drill out spot wells you got to do this i mean this is just i mean stop and think about that for a second the car is laminated together that's glue but you can't get that glue apart I mean, it's a special adhesive, and it's a bonding adhesive, and there's, you know, it's not like you're bonding your Corvette and your fiberglass car together. This is steel to aluminum and whatever, and it's, you know, it's got to be able to sustain high impact and high speeds and vibrations and all the other stuff, you know. Then there's a setup time, you know, you got to have a, a, a pre-check and a, and a, and a post-check, you know, as far as a pre-scan, basically, and a post-scan. It's a lot, 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 lot involved in those, in doing these cars these days, so... Then, by contrast, I went over to uh, our friend down there, Tom Argue, and I had to go look at a 64 SS Impala, or SS uh, Chevelle. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're talking a car that's probably three, 4,000 hours in this car. So you're talking a car that could be worth close to a half a million dollars. Flawless SEMA quality. Then I went over to our good friends over there at Forte's, um, classic garage over there off of uh, 66th street and by contrast they had a nice mustang 67 mustang with a complete coyote running gear height suspension front and rear you know here's a car that's probably 60 70 80 90 100 thousand dollars you know i mean the body wasn't as perfect as as the other car it's as the one that tom did you know which was basically a show car with you know a person that has unlimited funds the other one is 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 kind of like a mechanical uh you know retro build and you know and still an old school car with you know everything else kind of old school and so you know you, you see these contrasts you know and where i'm going with this i guess is when you buy sell build you know have a car it's got to make you happy the bottom line is the car has got to make you happy so you know i look at these cars and i see some absolutely amazing cars i mean like i said some of these porsches ferraris late model cars that i see jaguars and then i go see stuff like uh what tom has and even even what dom's doing down there and and chris and those at uh, forte's uh, classic garage i'm fine with just uh you know 302 289 set of points and a carburetor big old holly on there and some headers and you know a nine inch with posi and an edgy-looking, beat-up old car. I'm happy with that. That's because that's what I own. <laughs> it's on my budget. But anyway, but my stuff's old. My stuff is just like you drug it out of the barn 40 years ago, like you found it 40 years ago. And personally, I don't see any reason to change it. I'm happy with it. That's all that matters. And and that's where I'm going with it. As long as you're happy with your car, you know, that's all that matters. And uh, on that note, Tommy's going to fire up the stereo, and we're going to play a little, uh, uh, how about Blackfoot? Um, a little highwayman here of course we had ricky medlock on our show last year which you know he's blackfoot and leonard skinner and uh hey you're tuning into nostalgic radio cars don't touch that dollar beer right back
Brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, in case you're wondering what that sound effect is, um, if you remember the movie with Fred McMurray, well, those of you that were maybe my age, um, born in the 50s, uh, that was the uh, sound effects from the Model T that Fred McMurray was driving around in the sky uh, in the movie, the original movie, Flubber. And it just made kind of a you know funky little sound. And of course, the movie was about you know this little funny little stuff that he made. And uh, and it was just uh, some sort of little rubber gizmo thingy, but it just made things bounce and made things fly. So you know, kind of like a Super Bowl, if you remember those out of the seventies. But anyway, um, yeah. So this weekend is Amelia Island, and we're looking forward to that. And uh, I am totally. Totally, totally looking forward to it because this is like the last. Actually, it's funny when this whole COVID nonsense started. Um, the Millie Allen show was the last really big major event before the thing got out of control. So here we are a year later and uh, things have laxed a little bit. So we're really looking forward to it. And it's, you know, a lot of these shows, just like I say, you, uh, you know, um, when you start going to these events, you start networking, you start meeting people and they become almost like family reunions. SEMA, family reunion. Monterey, family reunion. You know, Scottsdale, you see the same people. I mean, you just don't walk up and just say, shake hands with people. You just actually walk up and you bear hug them. You know, and it's just it's just cool. You know, it's just there's this there's this camaraderie. You know, it's not like this competition. And this is where I'm going with it. So whether a guy's got a ten million dollar car and he's sitting next to you and he's hanging out with you, or the guy's got a you know like me a, a five hundred dollar beater, we're car enthusiasts, and that's what it's all about. And that's the beauty of our hobby. You know, and uh, so what we need to do is we need to get more and more young kids involved in it. So start going to these car shows. You know, like Mikhail Haggerty said. You know, get out there and drive them. Tommy, why don't you go ahead and fire up the uh, fire up a little bit of bluegrass there we got some of that let's go ahead and get our guests on the line in constant sorrow. yeah yeah constant sorrow hey you're tuned into nostalgic radio cars don't touch that dial we will be right back with our special guest for the evening in of constant sorrow i've seen trouble all my day Place where I was born and raised. The place where he was born and raised. For six long years I've been in trouble. No pleasure here on earth I found.
says he's brave, of course. But he's never been as brave as this before. Jack Lemmon, funny, naturally. But never so fantastically funny as this. Men chasing Natalie Wood, not surprising, but never so frantically before. has ever been as great as they are in the world's greatest comedy, The Great Race. It's the greatest. It's the gayest. It's the wildest. It's the funniest. And how could it help but be with Jack Lemon as Professor Fate, the meanest villain that ever twirled a mustache? Tony Curtis as the great Leslie, gallant lover and heroic daredevil. Natalie Wood as Maggie Dubois, loveliest of lovely damsels in distress. Peter Falk, Keenan Wynn, Larry Storch, Dorothy Provine. It's the fabulous around-the-world race from New York to Paris. A rambunctious, rib-busting riot of a race. Its high points only outrun by the hilarity of what happens in between heats. You are an emancipated woman, Mr. Bois. And I am an emancipated man. They'll lead you a merry chase on land. Under the sea, and in the air. You'll never stop laughing once you've started the great race. Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman has been on our show a bunch of times before. He's truly, truly, truly epitomizes the car hobby, extremely passionate about it. He is the uh, basically the founder of Coker Tires Classic Car Tires. Coker Tire, and they had a classic car tire division, which is still around, and they still have, they supply all us car guys with the uh, Rubber for our hot rods. Uh, gentleman was former chairman of SEMA, hot rodder extraordinaire, and he has established the Coker Museum in Chattanooga and also has got Honest Charlie's, one of the original speed shops, still alive, well, and kicking. I'm delighted to welcome to the show my good friend Corky Coker. Corky, how you doing, bud? I'm great, Robert. Thanks for having me on, my friend. I really look forward to this. We haven't done this in a while, and uh, you know we got Amelia on coming up, and I know you're always there with some really very interesting cars. So, what are you bringing this year? Your hauler is ready, so I understand. <laughs> yeah, the toy hauler's ready, and it's uh, it's sitting down the hill. I'm uh, uh, sitting on my front porch, looking out at a beautiful valley, and the truck's ready and loaded with a 1915 Simplex Town Car that has never been restored it's original original um so we'll have it on the show field on sunday and uh, my sweet wife Teresa and i are always dressed in period clothing so we greet all of our friends from all around the world that come to bill warner's um amelia island concourse and just have a wonderful time seeing the best people in the world who are cark people this is true. This is true. I was talking about that earlier, the camaraderie in the collective car hobby. I mean, it's just uh, whether you got a $500 beater like I own or uh, a, an elaborate car collection with an amazing array of vehicles like you do, we're all friends. Yeah, we are. And, and you know, we always help each other. And, you know, I heard you uh, 
do a little promo about the movie Great Race with mm-hmm. Tony Curtis and Natalie Wood. We uh, saved a great race a number of years ago and put it back in production. And those people, when they go out from town to town, all the way across America, if they break down, they help each other. And they, you know, they might have a spare motor and give the other guys. And that's what car guys do. Yeah. Help Wait, each other restore cars and, you know, give advice. And it's a wonderful community. What was that saying? Was it ride, wrench, repeat, or something to that effect? Yeah. What was that? Ride, wrench, repeat. That is correct. There we go. I never forgot that. Ride, wrench, repeat. I like that. Yeah. Well, now, okay, so where's the great race going this year? This year it starts in Texas and goes uh, up through uh, Missouri and into uh, Kentucky and uh, on into uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, finishes in Greenville, South Carolina this year. Goes all the right way around the great state of Tennessee. I really don't understand why Jeff Stum, the uh, uh, the director of Great Race, uh, decided to not go to Tennessee. But it must have been some re- reason to get some extra mileage. So, uh, but it's a great event. They stop in towns and have part for, part for maze in um, in each of the towns. About 120 cars a minute apart doing a time speed endurance rally. It's the most fun that you have on four wheels. Well, I was talking to, uh, about this earlier in the show. You did the deal. I'm not sure where you started, but when you guys ended up at the Villages in right. Florida a number of years ago, I was there for that, and I was really, truly impressed. And I said, okay, if I ever get a pre, what's it got to be, pre, a pre-war car? 1974. Oh, 74 and early. Okay, so 1974. Well, I got that. Then I could actually participate in this thing. Well, you need just need to do it. Get get with the program. Get your priorities straight, Robert. That's uh, true. I I still have the car I had in high school. I still have my '57 Thunderbird, which is old school hot rod. You'd be proud of me. It's rattle cam black, an old set of American thrust torque thrust. Actually, I've got two different style wheels on two on one side, two on the other. But you can't tell because you're going to see one side at a time. <laughs> I've tried that trick, too. I've done that. <laughs> well, when you're on a budget, you know, sometimes that's the only way to do things if you want to get riding, you know. <laughs> so a 57 Thunderbird hot rod, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, my first car was an Austin Healey, and unfortunately some girl cut me off and wadded it up, so my next car was my 57 Bird, and yep. it it's, it's, it's still 312, but what sold me on the car was is the ad in the paper said four speed. Now you and I both know there are only three overdrives or they're an auto. And the four speed, right. me being a four speed kind of guy, I had to have that four hooker. Yep. Well, you know, I I I found one down in Rising Fawn, Georgia about thirty years ago, and it was a Ford with a better idea. It had a three twenty seven four speed in it and it would absolutely twist when it torqued. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well wait a minute, that's a Chevrolet. I know. That's what I said. A Ford was a better idea. No, no. Oh, wait, are you a Chevy guy? Oh, geez. I'm a Ford guy. That's what I thought, yeah. Hey, speaking of which, um, do you know, um, is it Phil Pisgah? Pisgah over there in the Pisgah Forest? He's got a whole bunch of old cars. You ever been to his place? No, I don't think I have. I need to. You need to? I, yeah. Yeah, he's I got a... Like all kinds of good cars. He's got a uh, uh, Willys pickup truck with a boss 429 in it oh man that's something that'll go that'll go that'll go and then he's got a slew of 57 fords coupes mm-hmm. sedans 500s wagons rancheros and he's got a whole bunch of crate factory crate home and moody 27s in them cameras no way that's pretty rare isn't it it is, and he's right down the street from me, really. I mean, Pisgah Forest is right around the corner there from Chattanooga, isn't it? Probably, what, about five hours, four hours? No, yeah, about four hours. Yeah. About four hours. But Chattanooga's got some really cool things happening. And, in fact, you know, all your listeners need to think about Chattanooga, Tennessee. The second week of October, we've got the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival happens in Chattanooga, and we've got a rally, we've got a concourse, we've got um, a time-speed endurance uh, rally, and then we've got wheel-to-wheel racing, and on a brand new two and a quarter mile track, and then Meekum auctions coming as well. So it's a great weekend. Need to come second week of October. Well, now last year was the very inaugural one, and you were the uh, grand marshal, right? No, I was. Uh, I was the honored uh, collector. Oh, this coming year in 2021, I am the grand marshal this year you're the grand marshal this year i'm the grand marshal uh-huh. we, we didn't have it during that 
you know, funky year of COVID. Oh, that's right. Uh, we had it in 2019, and it was a just a, a wild success. It was amazing. So we're looking for a huge success this year. And you know, if you've got, you know, it's it's just a day's drive from where you are in yeah. your area in Clearwater. So you ought to come up. It's a wonderful event. Ten hours, all the way, straight to Chattanooga, right up uh, seventy-five too. Easy. That's, that's if you obey the speed limit. I, I, you know, I usually try not to. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the people, the cops in Cobb County, uh, Georgia, will be listening for me. I'm sure and watching yeah. for me. You know, I have to laugh because we were talking about this the other day, and and you're you're probably you're probably going to jump over somewhere there uh, to ninety five. But when you leave Atlanta to Valdosta, is is seventy five done yet? Because and since no. I've been going up there since the mid seventies, it's always been under construction. No, it's always under construction. Uh, you know that's what you know we do in the South here in Georgia and Tennessee. We we just we we litter everything with orange uh, barrels. <laughs> traffic aside and you and you widen it like a foot at a time yeah that's right and then we got to make another pass and rush hour <laughs> on, on the highways during rush hour yeah so what are some of your latest projects you're working on oh you won't believe it i you know most of your listeners are not into the crazy things like i'm into my dad was always into brass cars and he loved real early cars that would go fast and i love i love Vintage race cars pre nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have uh, I, I just finished a nineteen eleven Lozier uh, car number thirty three that placed second in the Indianapolis five hundred in nineteen eleven. Um, that car is finished. I'm just now finishing a nineteen eleven Mercer Raceabout Type thirty five. That's a hundred mile an hour car for nineteen eleven. Give us a little background, because Mercer was a well-known name back then, and it's probably one of the more sought-after speedsters of the era, right? It is. It's a sports car of the pre-1915 era. Um, Either, you know, if you were a cool guy and, you know, you were in college or whatever, and you had rich parents that could spend $1,800 or $2,200 for a car in 1911, which is about the same as a quarter million bucks today, um, you had a Mercer raceabout. Or a Stutz Bearcat. Oh, Stutz. And, and this dumb country boy got one of each. Well, lucky you. Yeah, lucky me. I don't think I don't think there's really any th- such thing as luck, though, Robert. You got to work hard, work half the time, which is twelve hours a day, and then after about forty or fifty years, you get real lucky. I had a guy one time when I was a kid, and I was working. And he, and he looked at me. He owned a Harley-Davidson deal. My parents were in the motel business in Clearwater Beach, and he stayed late yeah. one night. And he was he was walking across the street to the other motel, and I said, hey, we got rooms over here. And he goes, how much is your room over there? And I said, well, they're 10 bucks. He says, they're 9 bucks over here. They're 8 bucks over here. So I got him, and he ended up staying there for like three weeks. Well, he told me about he worked for this guy, a Harley dealer. He ultimately ended up buying it. But he, this is what he told me, and I never forgot this, and I tell this to my friends. He says, how many hours in a day? I said, 24. He says, that's right. You work 18, you sleep six, and then 10 years, you're, you're, you, you, you've made it. Yep, that's it. it. You know, you just work half the time. And, you know, people say, how many people have, how many people you got working for you? Say about half of them. <laughs> yeah. and I, and I, that's true. That's true. That's true. But the secret to a, a business and running a business is getting the right people on the bus, and then once you get them on the bus, you got to make sure they're in the right seat. And if you get them in the right seat, and you get them doing the right cheer and going the right direction, and you know they treat each other as a family, then all of a sudden you're lucky, and you get successful. Tell us about well, give us a little history of that Coker Tire. Your parents had the tire business, and it was what was it a tire business yep. like BF Goodrich, and then you you basically right. created Coker Tire, the classic tire side, right? Well, my father did. Okay. I, I was in college, um, and he got tired of me playing um, uh, five-string banjo. I love bluegrass. Thanks for playing bluegrass in, on the entry. You're welcome. Uh, on tr- on uh, introduction to whoever I am and talking. <laughs> but, um, I, I, you know, I, he said, come home. I want you to run this part of the business, and it's a fledgling start to our regular BF Goodrich Tire and Service Centers, and he had four at the time. And um, in 1974, I started, and I went to Hershey, and start, I went to Carlisle the second year it, it started. And I got built my car shows to about 74, I think, at the most. 
Uh, we ended up with distributors in 80 countries. I had a hundred and, um, oh, excuse me, a thousand six hundred tire molds in in production. Uh, we were the first with radio wide white walls, first with uh, red line radios. Um, it um, we worked pretty hard, and I've got had great employees, great suppliers, and had did business with the best people in the world. And their car guys. So um, after a while, we got pretty busy. <laughs> well, okay, so let's t- let's l- for example, okay, so like uh, they don't make the BF Goodrich TA radial in- radial anymore, but somehow you got. You have access to that, right? You kind of right. So, how, take us through the process. You 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 go to BF Goodrich and you contract to buy the moles and the rights to, to manufacture that tire. Is that how that works? That's, that's right. Um, long before General Motors was licensing to make reproduction parts for collector cars and Ford, and uh, we we went to uh, BF Goodrich and Firestone and Michelin and convinced them to take a percentage of the gross sales. And in order to find those molds, we went around all over the world. I went to Uruguay, to Costa Rica, to um, uh, Canada, all over to find all these original molds and bought them, brought them back in. We put them back in, in development, and we paid them a license fee. That was before license fees were even cool. Um, and so we built the business. We developed new sizes. When we didn't have the original mold, we built brand new molds from original drawings and put them back in production okay what percentage were the tires man are, are are the tires manufactured in america or are they manufactured overseas i'd say the majority of the tires 80 percent of the tires are made in usa and indiana pennsylvania okay and, uh, we've got some tires that uh, are still made in in uh france we've got some that are made in um in belgium uh in michelin plants and there's a Michelin license plant in Mexico City that makes a number of wide white wall radials. And, you know, we've got uh, Model T tires, clinchers, and high-pressure tires that were made in Vietnam uh, because that's the small production plants that would do it. Nobody would build a clincher tire. Uh, we've got tubes that are made in China. It's about the only place that we get tubes made today, which breaks my heart. I just don't like to do business with them because I don't trust them. But, um, you know, we're... we're uh, making a lot of tires and putting cars on the road that otherwise wouldn't be on the road the the, the is it is to, to to negotiate with these guys and and to and to find all the tooling and stuff like that is that a tremendous amount of expense and 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 work i mean people don't realize what goes into and i'm from the wrecking yard side so i'm a parts junkie okay and, and when the reproduction parts started and rick schmidt and mpd is a good friend of mine but when i started in the business they were only making a handful of parts and then within a few years they were making everything and they basically kind of were a thorn in my side but you know and i get it you know the reproduction stuff but they were a lot of the moles were wore out the stuff didn't work the holes were in the wrong place the contours were wrong you know and uh, you know it was an issue so when you're doing these and you're you're cutting these deals and are you your goal is to make them as accurate and as close to near perfect as possible right well we do we do uh tires for exact concourse judging that are originally biased by tires and we make them that way Okay. And there are a large, there's a large section of the collector car market that want the car to look and the tire to look right, but they want it to perform and be safer than uh, than they were originally with radial production, et cetera. So we've made some alterations to the way they look sometimes in order to make them radial. And, you know, the collector that wants a radial tire on his 57 Thunderbird will put it on it. They might if he wants to show it in the concourse judging, he'll get docked some points, but he doesn't care because he likes the way it drives. So we've done both of those. Who, when you when you build these vintage tires, let's just say the ones that are supposed to be, let's say, period correct and 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 accurate and all the all, by by all accounts, does DOT? I mean, you know, like you have. Uh, Oh, not it's not DOT. I'm trying to think of somebody else. But who regulates the tires? I mean, do you have to comply with 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 a with a government agency to make sure these tires? I guess it would be DOT. If it would be a, a DOT tire than that, or because some reproduction parts are for show only. No, well, you know, we we actually are just um, uh, we're bandits and we're um, pirates and we don't do any of that. We don't oblige the U.S. government. Forget them. We don't. <laughs> 
course we do that. They're all DOT approved. They're UTQG rated. And okay. Tires are a very uh, important part of the safety of the automobiles. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all tested. They're all, um, uh, you know, the wheels are tested. Uh, it's a it's a major process. And um, uh, one of the reasons why they're more expensive than a normal radial tire for your car is because all the testing, the small production runs. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. When now the other thing is is I think you were telling me one time that in reality there's only four or five real tire manufacturers and most companies basically private label. Is is that do I am I saying that right? Well, I'd say um, you know we've got we've got a factory in Pennsylvania, like I said, that makes a lot of tires for us, and mm-hmm. they also make some of the Goodyear collector tires too, and. Um, you know, there's a, a factory in Mexico that is the Michelin license plant, and the Michelin makes a bunch of stuff. Um, Pirelli does. There's some small little factories. I, th- I think there's some guys in Finland now that are making some collector tires in China, and that's scary because, you know, they really don't know what they're doing. And uh, So I think that is proliferating somewhat. There are uh, manufacturers all over now that are making some stuff. And, uh, you know, they all look at the pricing that um, myself and, a, uh, you know, Coker Tire Company and a couple others have out there, and they just think, oh, man, there's a killing to be made here. They need to jump in and do some stuff. But they really don't know the turnover. Um, you know, you need to have uh, uh, tires sold in, in two to three years from when you put them in stock so that they don't age out before you put them on your car. Tell us about that because um, everyone. When I was in the wreckage yard business, occasionally when I would sell tires, and sometimes I'd get some cars that had tires on them, but the date code on them was like six or seven years old. So what's the story? If the tire's been in a in a warehouse for five or six years, and the and it's a three and 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 really you should be changing your tires no more than or running no more than three years. What are some? Tell us about some of the pros and cons there. I mean, uh, well, you know the the age of tires conversation came up. Uh, about 15 years ago, and Firestone was involved, and uh, Goodyear and a number of companies were involved, and they all, you know, the government didn't say, okay, guys, you've got to tell them that they've got to use them by in five years or <laughs> destroy them, because there's a lot of small production run uh, companies like ourselves that really just can't afford to do that. We would have to eliminate three-quarters of the line, so it depends on what your use is. Uh, a mom's soccer van that's driving every day with children in it, etc. They should be brand new uh, production and um, not they shouldn't put new tires on that are 5 to 8 years old. But a car like your 57 Thunderbird that you're going to drive maybe one weekend a month and, um, and not put very many miles on a year, the danger because heat is what destroys the tire. And if it's deteriorating, um, you'll start seeing it. And it doesn't happen from the inside out. If you see it on the outside, then it's happened. But most of the, our collector tires, um, we've, we've, I've sold tires in my history. It's been a long time ago now, but that were 10 years old when uh, I sold them. And they were good and fresh and uh, operated well for the life of the tire. I got, I'm I'm laughing here because I'm thinking, and, and my son was probably listening. He's, he's chuckling too. I also have a '72 Ranchero GT that I also drove in high school back in the '70s, and it's got a set of BF Goodriches on it, and it's got a set of American uh, Daisies on it. So A200s, A200s's. Okay, so I got eight and a halfs on the front, and tens on the rear, and I, the car sits. It's been sitting for a long time. So we decided to go to a car show with it one time, and all of a sudden the back end of the car starts wobbling real bad, and I'm going, "Dang, nay it!" And all of a sudden, boom. Okay, so yep. it came apart. Separated. It separated. And then th- then not too long after, th- so I put my spare on it, my old vintage Firestone wide oval, okay, E70 was on, it was in the trunk or in the, underneath yep. the back seat there. Anyway, and so the car's been sitting in the warehouse, and I walked by it the other day, and I'm going, geez, the tires literally have just separated and turned to nothing, the car's sitting on all threes now. That's right. And that's what you're talking about. Well, it, it does happen, but... You know, quite frankly, we have personal responsibility, too. Uh-huh. That car, when it you had a tire come apart, you probably had not checked air pressure in months, yep. maybe even years, yep. and it ran low of air pressure, and it built up heat, and it went boom. 
Yep. So, Robert kind of <laughs> that just a little bit. And uh, we find that in all circumstances just about. We all have personal responsibility. And by the way, I want to I kind of get on one of my sawhorses and uh, my, uh, talk about something that's really important. Okay. Everybody needs to get vaccinated now so we can all go to car shows and get our life back to normal. Let's do it. Let's own this healing of this country and get some vaccination so we can go back to car shows and get our life back to normal. Okay. We're all on the same page. Yep. All right. So uh, any rare finds lately? Because I know you're uh, kind of like a barn hunter. There's, I would imagine there's still stuff laying up in the hills somewhere there in the south. Oh, man. We, uh, we're looking after it all the time. I just today bought a 1934 Ford Roadster hot rod got a hemi and it was built in 1960 it was a famous car locally uh a local guy that worked for the newspaper on it i won't say his name in case some folks are listening online from chattanooga so i want to debut it at honest charlie speed shop we restore cars there so we'll patina that car we'll clean it up i'll get it running i'll put some um 16 inch uh, big and little tall and skinnies on it and uh, that's been a fun find um i've got um let's see here what lately oh i'm i'm really into brass cars i brought in a 1913 cadillac 50 horsepower touring car that has never been restored and it's absolute absolutely original so um fun stuff are you going more and more after the original unrestored car thing now well you know Anybody can spend more money than the next guy making it shinier and prettier. Spend more money on paint, more money on chrome, more money on... Anybody can spend more money than the next guy. You can only make him original one. That's it. That's absolutely yeah. true. And, hey. You know, I love driving a 55 Ford F100 that doesn't have any paint on it and it's got brand new tires and wheels on it and everybody just gives me a thumbs up, just like I'm driving a 300 SL Mercedes. Well, that's what I, you know what? It's like shoes. The one thing, you can take the nastiest, ugliest car, and you put a set of tires and wheels on it, just change the attitude. Yeah, baby, that's right. <laughs> Especially if they're Coker tires and wheels. Now, Coker, do you make wheels, too? Oh, yeah. We've, um, we've got a production facility in Los Angeles that City of Industry makes 1,000 wheels a day. Got a 5,000-square-foot powder, powder coat line, that, and we, we import them from California. Oh, really? A different country, isn't it? If people want to find out more about Honest Charlie's and all the goods you got, what are they? How, how do they go about finding it? It's honestcharlie.com. That's E-Y-H-O-N-E-S-T-C-H-A-R-L-E-Y.com. And the Coker Museum, we're open daily from uh, 8 to 5. And uh, if you come through Chattanooga, stop in and see us at the Coker Museum. we got 150 cars, 100 motorcycles, and... Uh, we're working on cars, painting cars every day. Just painted a 1914 American Unslung, uh, finishing a 66 Comet right now. Um, having fun. So, like, if somebody wants to visit the museum, is there a fee to get in there? We do charge, but it's a nominal fee. It's 10 bucks. but if you're a veteran, if you're a senior, if you're, you know, if you're um, a knucklehead like me, you know, I'm like, <laughs> come on in. Do you hang out there a lot? I'm there every day. Oh, okay. I so have fun playing with my cars, and I'm playing with cars every day now. Well, that's good. All right, so now you're going to bring the Simplex to Amelia, right? That's right. I'm got I'm going to. I'm going to chauffeur Mrs. Coker around. She is a beautiful lady, and she'll sit in the back with a glass around her, and I'll got my chauffeur's hat on, and I'll be dressed to the nines there on Amelia Island Concourse. And I encourage your friends to come by and see us. Well, that's uh, what we're going to do. We're going to stop by and see you guys. Listen, um, you've seen uh, – uh, how's, how's, what's the latest motorcycle you got? Because I know you're really heavy in the vintage bikes. Oh, yeah. I've got a 1948 WR Harley that is amazing. It. Uh, I need to go to the uh, race of gentlemen up in Wildwood, New Jersey, and, and race it on the sand. It is. Uh, it has got a lot of history. I've got the original second-place winner of the AMAs in 1950. I've got his leather breeches, his, his Harley Davidson uh, sweater, his original um, aluminum um, helmet, and uh, it's an amazing piece. Wow. 
Well, Corky, we are up against the clock. I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here. Um, we'll make sure that everybody knows about the Coca Museum, Honest Charlie's, and the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for having me on, Robert. All right, you drive safely, and we'll see you there on uh, this weekend. That sounds great, brother. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank my special guest, Corky Coker. Talk about a real serious car guy. I definitely got to get up there. You know, I've been to Chattanooga a few times, but always on a Sunday when nothing's open. But uh, he's got an amazing collection of uh, motorcycles and cars and just an all-around supercar guy. And uh, just definitely want to check out uh, Honest Charles. Hey, don't forget, next week we will have our... Uh, 11th anniversary radio show here Nostalgic Video and Cars don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday night between 10 no what am I 10 7 and 8 between the yeah 7 and 8 p.m. here downtown Clearwater for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports and don't forget to check out our website GolfSuitMotorsports.com follow us on social media and uh, see you guys some of the car shows in the meantime stay safe drive carefully and love your family WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.